0: Section twenty one of the Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, volume nine. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Book of the Thousand Nights and a Night, volume nine, by Anonymous, translated by Richard Francis Burton. Night nine hundred twenty nine. When it was the nine hundred and twenty ninth night. She pursued, It has reached me, O mighty monarch, that King Wird Khan said to his wazir, indeed, I have left my wisdom inclination to women, and have altogether renounced my infatuation for them. But how shall I do to punish them in retaliation of their misdeeds? For the slaying of thy sire Shimas was of their malice and not of my own will and i know not what ailed my reason that i consented with their proposal to slay him then he cried ah me and groaned and lamented saying well away and alas for the loss of my wazir and his just judgment and admirable administration and for the loss of his like of the wazirs and heads of the state and of the goodliness of their councils and sagacious o king quoth the boy minister know that the fault is not with women alone for that they are like unto a pleasing stock in trade whereto the lusts of the lookers on incline to whosoever lusteth and buyeth they sell it but whose buyeth not none forceth him to buy so that the fault is of him who buyeth especially if he know the harmfulness of that merchandise now i warn thee as did my sire before me but thou acceptest not to his counsel. Answered the king, O Wazir, indeed I have fixed this fault upon myself, even as thou hast said, and I have no excuse except to foreordainment for ordainment. Rejoined the Wazir, O king, now that almighty Allah has created us and endowed us with capability and appointed to us free will and choice. So if we will, we do, and if we will, we do not. The Lord commanded us not to do harm, lest sin attach to us. Wherefore it befitteth us to take count of what so is right to do, for that the Almighty biddeth us not but good in all cases, and forbiddeth us only from evil, but what we do. We do of our own design, be it fair or faulty. Quoth the king, Thou sayest sooth, and indeed my fault arose from my surrendering myself to my lusts, albeit often and often my better self warned me from this, and thy sire Shimas also warned me often and often. But my lusts overcame my wits hast thou then with thee aught that may withhold me from again committing this error and whereby my reason may be victorious over the desires of my soul quoth the wazir yes i can tell thee what will restrain thee from relapsing into this fault and it is that thou dost the garment of ignorance and don that of understanding and disobey thy passions and obey thy lord and revert to the policy of the just king thy sire and fulfil thy duties to allah the most high and to thy people and apply thyself to the defence of thy faith and the promotion of thy subjects welfare and rule thyself aright and forbear the slaughter of thy people, and look to the end of things, and sever thyself from tyranny and oppression and arrogance and lewdness, and practise justice, equity, and humility, and bow before the bidding of the Almighty and apply thyself to gentle dealing with those of his creatures over whom he set thee and be assiduous as it besiteth thee in fulfilling their prayers unto thee and thou be constant herein may thy days be serene and may allah of his mercy pardon thee and make thee loved and feared of all who look on thee so shall thy foes be brought to naught for the omnipotent shall rout their hosts and thou shalt have acceptance with him and of his creatures be dreaded and to them endeared quoth the king indeed thou hast quickened my vitals and illumined my heart with thy sweet speech and hast opened the eyes of my clear seeing after blindness and i am resolved to do whatso thou hast set forth to me with the help of the almighty leaving my former case of lust and sinfulness and bringing forth my soul from endurance vile to deliverance and from fear to safety so it behoves thee to be joyful, harried, and contented for that I am become to thee as a son, more remain more of age, endowed to me as a dear father, despite thy tenderness of ears, and it has become incumbent on me to do mine utmost endeavour in all thou commandest me. Wherefore I thank the bounty of Allah and thy bounty because He has vouchsafed me by thee fair fortune and goodly guidance and just judgment to ward off my cark and care and the security of my leads has been brought about by thy hand through the excellence of thy knowledge and the goodliness of thy contrivance and thou from this hour shalt be the counsellor of my kingdom and equal to myself in all, but sitting upon the throne. And whatso thou dost shall be law to me, and none shall disobey thy word, young in years though thou be, for that thou art old in wit and knowledge. So I thank Allah, who jaineth grant thee to me, that thou mayst guide me into the way of salvation, and out of the crooked path of perdition quoth the wazir o auspicious king know that no merit is due to me for giving thee the loyal counsel for that to succour thee by deed and word is one of the things which is incumbent on me seeing that i am but a plant of thy bounty and not i alone but one before me was overwhelmed with thy beneficence so that we are both like partakers in thy honours and favours and how shall we not acknowledge this moreover thou o king art our shepherd and ruler and he who wardeth off from us our foes and to whom are committed our protection and our guardian constant in endeavour for our safety indeed though we lavished our lives in thy service yet should we not fulfil that which is incumbent on us of gratitude to thee but we supplicate allah almighty who has set thee over us and made thee our ruler and beseech him vouchsafe thee long life and success in all thine enterprises and not to make trial of thee with afflictions in thy time but bring thee to thy desire and make thee to reverence it till the day of thy death and lengthen thine arms in generosity so thou mayst have command over every wise man and subdue every wicked man and all the wise and brave be found with thee in thy roam and all the ignorant and cowardly be plucked out from thy reign and we pray him to withhold from thy people scarcity and calamity and sow among them the seed of love and friendship and cause them to enjoy of this world its prosperity and of the next felicity of his grace and bounty and hidden mercies amen footnote 182 Arab, Of which the Hebrew form is Amen from the root amn stability constancy in both tongues, it is a particle of affirmation or consent. It is true, so be it. The Hebrew has also amana, which means verily, truly. And of footnote, for He is over all things, omnipotent and there is not difficult unto him to him all things stand when the king heard the wazir's prayer he was mightily rejoiced and inclined to him with his whole heart saying now o wazir thou art to me in lieu of brother and son and father and naught but death shall divide me from thee all that my hand possess thou shalt have the disposal of and if i have no child to succeed me thou shalt sit on my throne in my stead for thou art the worthiest of all the folk of my rome and i will invest thee with my kingship in the presence of the grandees of my state and appoint thee my heir apparent to inherit the kingdom after me Inshallah. And shahrazad perceived the dawn of day and ceased to say her permitted say end of night nine hundred and twenty nine nine hundred and thirty when it was the nine hundred and thirtieth night she resumed it hath reached me o auspicious king that king Wird khan said to the son of shimas the willem wazir presently i will name thee my successor and make thee my heir apparent and i will call the grandees of mine empire to witness the ritual then he summoned his secretary and bade him write to all the lords of his land convoking them at his court and caused proclamation to be made in his city to all the townsfolk great and small Bidding every one of the emirs and governors and chamberlains and other officers and dignitaries to his presence as well as the olema and literati learned in the law he held to boot a grand divan and made a banquet never was its like seen anywhere and thereto he bade all the folk high and low so they assembled and abode in merry-making eating and drinking a month's space after which the king clothed the whole of his household and the poor of his kingdom and bestowed on the men of knowledge abundant largesse then he chose out a number of the olema and wise men who were known to the son of shimas and caused them in to him bidding him choose out of them six that he might make them wazirs under commandment of the boy accordingly he selected six of the oldest of them in years and the best in wits and fullest of lore and the quickest of memory and judgment and presented them to the king who clad them in wazirial habit saying "Here become my ministers under the commandment of this my grand wazir the son of shimas whatsoever he says to you or bidst you to do you shall never and in no wise depart from it albeit he is the youngest of you in years for he is the eldest of you in intellect and intelligence then he seated them upon chairs adorned with gold after the usage of wazirs and appointed to them stipends and allowances bidding them choose out such of the notables of the kingdom and officers of the troops present at the banquet As were adepts for the service of the state that he might make them captains of tens and captains of hundreds and captains of thousands and appoint to them dignities and stipend and assign them provision after the manner of grandees this they did with entire diligence and he bade them also handsel all who were present with large gifts and dismissed them each to his country with honor and renown he also charged his governors to rule the people with justice and enjoined them to be tender to the poor as well as to the rich and bade succour them from the treasury according to their several degrees so the wazirs wished him permanence of glory and continuance of life and he commanded to decorate the city three days in gratitude to Allah Almighty for mercies vouchsafed to him, such was the case with the King and his Wazir Ibn Shimas, in the ordinance of his kingdom through his emirs and governors. but as regards the favorite women, wives, concubines, and others who by their malice and perfidy had brought about the slaughter of the wazirs and had well-nigh ruined the realm as soon as the court was dissolved and all the people had departed each to his own place after their affairs had been set in order the king summoned his boy minister the son of shimas and the other six wazirs and taking them apart privately said to them know o wazirs that i have been a wanderer from the right way drowned in ignorance opposed to admonition a breaker of facts and promises and a gainsayer of good counsellors and the cause of all this was my being fooled by these women and the wiles whereby they beset me and the glowing lure of their speech whereby they seduced me to sin and my acceptance of this for that i deemed the words of them true and loyal counsel by reason of their sweetness and softness but lo and behold they were deadly poison and now i am certified that they sought but to ruin and destroy me wherefore they deserve punishment and retribution from me for justice sake that i may make then a warning to whoso will be warned and what say your just judgments anent doing them to die answered the boy wazir almighty king i have already told thee that women are not alone to blame but that the fault is shared between them and the men who hearken to them however they deserve punishment and requital for two reasons firstly for the fulfilment of thy word because thou art supreme king and secondly by reason of their presumption against thee and their seducing thee and their meddling with that which concerns them not and whereof it befitteth them not even to speak wherefore they have right well deserved death yea let that which has befallen them suffice them and do thou henceforth reduce them to servant's state but it is thine to command in this and in other than this then one of the wazirs seconded the counsel of ibn shimas but another of them prostrated himself before the king and said to him allah prolong the king's life and thou be indeed resolved to do with them that which shall cause their death do with them as i shall say to thee asked word come and what is that and wazir answered twere best that thou bid some of thy female slaves carry the women who played thee false to the apartment Wherein befell the slaughter of thy wazirs and wise men, and imprisoned them there, and bid that they be provided with a little meat and drink, enough to keep life in their bodies. Let them never be suffered to go forth of that place, and whenever one of them dies, let her abide among them, as she is, till they die all, even to the last of them this is the least of their desert because they were the cause of this great avail ay and the origin of all the troubles and calamities that have befallen in our time so shall there be verified in them the saying of the sayer whoso diggest his brother a pit shall surely himself fall into it albeit of long safety he had benefit the king accepted the wazir's counsel and sending for four stalwart female slaves committed the offending women to them bidding them bear them into the place of slaughter and imprison them there and allow them every day a little coarse food and a little troubled water they did with them as he bade Wherefore the women mourned with sore mourning repenting them of that which they had done and lamenting with grievous lamentation. Thus Allah gave them their reward of abjection in this world and prepared for them torment in the world to come nor did they cease to abide in that murky and noisome place whilst every day one or other of them died till they all perished even to the last of them footnote one hundred eighty three to us this seems a case of hard times for the unhappy women but easterns then believe it and still believe in the divinity which does hatch in a king in his reigning by the grace of god and in his being the vice-regent of Allah upon earth. Briefly in the old faith of loyalty, which great and successful republics are fast making obsolete in the West, and nowhere faster than in England. End of footnote. And the report of this event was bruited abroad in all lands and countries. This is the end. Of the story of the king and his wazirs and subjects, and praise be to Allah who causes peoples to pass away, and quickness the bones that rot in decay. Him who alone is worthy to be glorified and magnified away, and hallowed for ever. and I, and amongst the tales they tell is one of Abukir. The dyer and Abusir, the barber, there dwelt once in Alexandria city two men, of whom one was a dyer, by name Abker, and the other a barber, Abusir. Footnote one hundred eighty-four. Abusir is a manifest corruption of the old Egyptian Bosiri, the Bosirias of our classics. And it gives a name to sundry villages in modern Egypt, where it is usually pronounced Bashir Abukir, literally the Father of Pitch, is also corrupted to Abukir Bay, and the townlet now marks the site of Jolly Old Canopus, the chosen land of Egyptian debauchery. End of footnote and they were neighbors in the market street where their shops stood side by side the dyer was a swindler and a liar an exceedingly wicked white, as if indeed his head temples were hewn out of a boulder rock or fashioned of the threshold of a jewish synagogue nor was he ashamed of any shameful work he wrought amongst the folk it was his wont when any brought him cloths for staining first to require of him payment under pretence of buying thy stuffs therewith so the customer would give him the wage in advance and win his ways and the dyer would spend all he received on meat and drink after which he would sell the cloth itself As soon as ever its owner turned his back and waste its worth in eating and drinking and what not else, for he ate not but of the daintiest and most delicate viands, nor drank but of the best of that which does away the width of a man. And when the owner of the cloth came to him, he would say to him, "Return to me." to-morrow before sunrise and i shall find thy stuff dyed. so the customer would go away saying to himself one day is near another day and return next day at the appointed time when the dyer would say to him come to-morrow yesterday i was not at work for i had with me guests and was occupied with doing what their wants required till they went but to-morrow before sunrise come and take thy cloth dyed so he would fare forth and return on the third day when abu kir would say to him indeed yesterday i was excusable for my wife was brought to bed in the night and all day i was busy with manifold matters but to-morrow without fail Come and take thy cloth, died. When the man came again, at the appointed time, he would put him off with some other pretense. It mattered little what, and would swear to him. Shahrazad perceived the dawn of day, and ceased saying her permitted say. End of night 930